Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Aloches. Yoradea, Chelek Aleph, Hilchois Yayin Nesech, Halacha Aleph, from the beginning. Today we dedicate the learning Le'ilu Nishmas, Rabbi Horav Yisochar Doiv ben Yehuda Zundl, whose yard site is today on the 13th of Tammuz. Rabbi Hager lived in Harnof when I first moved, when I first made Aliyah to Yisrael 35 years ago. 37 years ago, and was a, a very close friend, very strong support. He lived, Harnof is on a mountain, and there are about seven levels on the mountain. And the number of stairs to go up from the bottom to the top is several hundred, maybe 350 stairs. And he was a person with a weak heart. He passed away at not such an old age. And yet, he used to walk, he lived on the top level, and our minion was on the lowest level, on Rechov Chai Taib. <clears throat> and, and at the time, we were davening in a miklat of a building, a bomb shelter of, of the building that we lived in. And whenever he could, most of the time, he would walk from the top level, Rechov HaKablan, where he lived, all the way down these seven or eight flights of stairs, about 350 stairs, to come join our minion for Shabbos, Shabbos Shachris usually, and walk back up all of those stairs. And he's the one who mentioned to me once, because he said he enjoyed so much davening with a Breslov minion, and a minion of young men who had a camaraderie between us. We were students of Rav Rosenfeld, who had moved to Eretz Yisrael together, and he took a tremendous liking to all of us and was very helpful to me personally. He's the one who mentioned to me that there's a Chuvas Horidvaz. The Ridvaz was one of the great Poiskim that lived around the time of the Arizal, where he writes that if a person has a choice to daven in a shul with many people, 100 people, 200 people, all religious people, Shemr Shabbos, Shemr Torah Mitzvahs, but he has no connection with the people. He doesn't know them, they don't know him. Or he has a group of people that are friends, close friends. They learn together, they're friends, and they're not a minion. Six, seven people, whatever it is. The Ritvaz writes, better to daven with the six, seven people without a minion, which means no Kriya Satoira, no Kaddish, no Omen Yeshmei than to daven with that large group of people. And Rav Hagra said to me, Although we don't paskan like this halacha lamaisa, we don't follow this technically halacha, but he said to me, you need to know the value and the importance of davening with a breast of a minion, davening with friends together, people who have a camaraderie between them, that that has tremendous significance. We know that Rabbeinazal put tremendous significance on, he once told a group of his students who had a minion together without him in a different city completely. And he said, you have no idea what your minion was accomplishing. It was boikearikim. It was reaching very high places. And we also dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Tuvia Barabi Yisrael Yitzchok, Yurachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosabas Itamar. Tuvia, who passed away last year in Uman, a few days before Rosh Hashanah, his daughter is getting married this evening, and we dedicate the shir to the Hatzlocha of the wedding, before the wedding, during the wedding, after the wedding. Shem should help that everything should go the right way. 
It should be a nachas ruach to Hashem, to all the tzaddikim, to the family, and a true binyan adeyad. And we dedicate the learning also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it. Chaviva chana bas galia, yuspehendel bas gitoleya, sororachal bas yuspehendel, avivilana bas yuspehendel, Ruven Chaim ben Chana Elka, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira bas Miriam, Yosef Avram Eliezer Nisim ben Pesia, Jonas ben Hilda, Leirena bas Aviva, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Shimon Zvulon ben Soralea, Mazel bas Zahava, Rus Alexandra Estechaya bas Luna Patricia, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Chaim ben Rachel, Shlemenisim ben Mazel, Avram Dovi ben Chanath, Hindachasa bas Chana, Miriam Esther bas Sorigitl, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Ami Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Leah bas Temi and her husband, Besoich Sharchol Yisrael. Today we begin a new topic, Hilchos Yayin Nesach, the laws regarding wine of a non-Jew, or wine even of a Jew that was produced by a Jew, but it was not mevushal, it was not pasteurized, and a goy touched the bottle. Alpi Hatoira Lechavakuk, based on chapter 19 in Likut Imran, which many of Alochas Nyoradei are based on, Hanizgalel Bil Cheshchit Alochabez, which was mentioned earlier. Hayayin Tzorich Lishomroi Beyoyser Moid. Wine requires extreme care, watching over it very carefully. Afilu Menegias Shivim Amomen. Even a, a member of the 70 nations that are going touching it can be a problem. The moment a member of the 70 nations touches it, it becomes completely forbidden. Note the word Yayin is Bigimatria 70. And again, we have the 70 nations of the Goyim, and we have the 70 members of the family of Yaakov Avinu. When Yaakov Avinu goes down to Mitzrayim, the Torah says, Beshivim Nefesh, a total of 70 members of his household, children and grandchildren, and went down to Mitzrayim. Ki hayayin hu bebechinas eitz hadas toivorah, keniskel el behilches bosor shenisalam enohayin halacha beiz. Because wine is like the eitz hadas, as Rav Nosanzal mentioned earlier in this halacha. As, as the Medrash says, the Gemara says, Sochato anovim venosnaloi, that Chava squeezed grapes and gave it to Odomarishan. There are several opinions in the Gemara as to what the eitz hadas was. One of them is grapes. Vuhu memutza bein hakdusha, shehu bechinas loshna kodesh, and wine is in the middle between holiness, which is represented by Loshen Kodesh, and the 70 languages of the 70 nations. Because wine has two attributes, good and bad. As the Gemara points out in Yuma, page 76, if a person drinks wine properly, it expands their mind, their consciousness, their ability to think. It elevates the brain. 
And chas v'shom, if a person drinks wine the wrong way, it does the opposite. It clouds the brain. It confuses the brain. Shehu b'chinas eitzadas, like the eitzadas. Shelefom em nichlal betoiv, ulefom em lehepech. The eitzadas sometimes can be connected to good, and sometimes the opposite. Kifi kedushas Yisrael, based on the holiness of the Jewish people. Kishemekatshen atzmon, when we sanctify ourselves, v'nishmorin meira shel shivim umais, and we were careful to avoid the evil of the seventy nations, their taivos roys, their midos roys, umachnien oisoy, and we defeat the negativity of the seventy nations. Azai bechinas oetz hadas nichlal betoiv. By doing that, we're able to plug in the eitz hadas to goodness, to positive. And unfortunately, when we take on some of those negative attributes and, and midos roys of the 70 nations, then we cause the opposite. We cause the Eitz Hadas to plug into the side of the Sidrachra. And this is why we have to guard wine very carefully even from the touch of a non-Jew. Because when there's something that's good and bad, when there's something that has good in it, and there's bad there also, that's when the Sitrachra looks to attach itself to that and to turn it into complete bad, more so than, more so than in other areas. The takev kishen boy nepach aleim, and the moment the non-Jew touches the wine, it gets turned over to their side. It joins their side and becomes part of them, and it becomes yayin nesech. The term nesech has several definitions, as we're going to see. The term nesech means to pour, which refers to, in the olden days, one of the ways that they worshipped their idols was by pouring wine in front of the idol. Lahavdil in the Beis Hamikdash, they poured wine on the Mizbeach. Ki iker hayayin hubechinas yayin odoin. Because real wine is red wine, contrary to the thousands of brands of white wine that we have today. Kamoishom Rabbi Seinazal, as the Gemara says, kol demadim tvei tvei mali. The redder it is, the better it is. Shenemar al yayin ki Don't see, don't look at wine which is which red, which is red. V'alkein hu memutza bein malchus digdusha shehu bechinas shleimus loshna kodesh, and therefore wine is in between. It's like the intermediary between the holy kingdom, which is associated with. Perfection of Loshen Kodesh, Kimalchus Per, because the Tikkunei Zohar says the sphere of Malchus is associated with speech, with the mouth, Ubein Malchus the Sitrachra, and wine, wine is in between the Kedusha and the Malchus of Kedusha and the Malchus of the Sitrachra, Shehem Lishoinois Shel Shivim Amomen, which are the languages of the seventy nations. Because the Holy Kingdom is referred to as the Kingdom of Dovid HaMelech, 
im yefeyenayim v'toiv roi. And the, the Torah tells us that Dovra Melech was reddish, had a reddish complexion, with beautiful eyes and, and a good look. Hefech pegama bris, which is the opposite of pegama bris, shehu pegam hoinayim, which is where a person allows their eyes to be damaged, looking at the wrong things. Shehu bechinas ra'ayim, which is referred to as the evil eye, bechinas bilam, as in the case of bilam, kanizkar le'el behilchas bosesh nesamanayim, as Rabbi Nelson Zal discussed this earlier in a previous halacha, we had last Shabbos, this past Shabbos, we read Parshas Bolok in Eretz Yisroel, and we read about Bilam, and the Torah makes several mentions about the fact that Bilam, one of his eyes was damaged, and he had an evil look, etc. Hefech toivroi shebigdusha, the opposite of those good eyes, that good look of holiness. And these two are always parallel, opposite each other. Opposing, opposite the Holy Kingdom, there's the Kingdom of the Sitrachra. Which is the Kingdom of Amolek, who is a descendant of Esau. Esau is called Admoini also, red. The first child came out red. He represents the impure blood. That's why it's brought that when Shmuel Anavi went to anoint Dovra Melech, the Navi tells a whole incredible story how first he thought that the son of Yishai, who was supposed to be the king, was tall and strong and very good-looking, and Hashem said, he's not the one. The second one, not the one. The third one, not the one. The fourth one, not the one. It went down the whole list, and then Yishai said, that's it. He said, you sure you don't have any more sons? He said, oh, oh yeah, we have another one. He hangs out with the sheep. He said, bring him. And when Dovod HaMelech came in and Shmuel Anavi saw him, the Torah says he saw he was reddish. And Shmuel Anavi thought, oy, 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 he looks like Esav, a murderer. He looks like a murderer. So Hashem said, no, 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 this is a different kind of red. He is true. He's uh, Esav murdered in, a, in an improper way. This one is going to kill for Hashem's honor. This one is going to lead the battles of the Jewish people against their enemies. And even though he's Admoini, he's Yefei Enayim. He has beautiful eyes. Interesting, we mentioned a wedding tonight. <coughs> the Gemara makes a statement. The Gemara says, Kala she'eneha yofois, ein kolgufa tzricha bedika. A bride whose eyes are beautiful, the rest of her doesn't require checking. The eyes tell a lot about the person. The eyes are the windows of the neshama. And the eyes define Shmira Sabris versus the opposite. This is why a Kala is covered, her face is kept covered, the Badekin before she goes to the Chuppah. This is all to preserve the beauty, to preserve and, and save that beauty for her husband. V'yalkein hayayin shehu odoim hu and this is why wine, which is red, is like a go-between between these two types of malchus, 
which are also read. Esav, the Malchus of the Sitrach, Rolahavdil, versus Dovin Amelech. And this is why we have to supervise and watch over wine that it shouldn't be touched by a non-Jew. Because wine, which we said is associated with the Eitz Hadas, which is in between the two kingdoms, that's where there is this whole balance. Maskala means like scales, a set of the olden time scales, which had two plates that were balanced to, you know, and you would put a weight in one of the plates and put whatever you wanted away in the other plate to measure, to see, to get these two, to when these two balanced out perfectly, then you knew you had the right measurement. So Rav Nosanzal says here that that wine is like the Eitz Hadas, which is between the two kingdoms, like this set of scales. Ki ha-malchus hu shel because malchus is the lowest level on the ladder of holiness, it's the bottom of the totem pole. Umishom ulamato maschil ha-pirud, and from there down begins the separation, chas v'shalom, from Hashem. Shehem Hashivim which are the 70 nations. What do we mean, Pirud? We know that our faith is referred to as one, Hashem Echad. Their faiths are referred to as Elohim Acherim, plural. The Gemara says that, that, that by Yaakov Avinu, he had 70 members of his family, and they're referred to as Shivim Nefesh, 70 soul, singular. By Esav, he had six members, sheish, and it's called nifashois, plural. And Rashi quotes the Gemara, I believe, which says that when they sit down to the table, each one is pledging allegiance to a different god. That's this period, this separation. And this is why Rabbein Azal points out over there in chapter 19 on the Kutimran, Shebechinas Shleimus Loshna Kodesh, that this concept of the perfection of Loshen Kodesh, the holiness of Loshen Kodesh, is, is associated with this scale. For a person to make a proper weight, a proper balance for their Ruach. And Rabbi Nezal speaks about Ruach HaKodesh versus the Ruach of the Sitra Achra. Because when it comes to speech, and a person speaking words of holiness, words of Torah, words of Tefillah, which, and Dibur is Malchus, Dibur is associated with Malchus, in chapter 4, in Mikud Imran, Rabbi Nezal brings a Gemara, Dabor Echod Ladoer, one speaker to a generation, and it means one ruler, one melech. So Dibor of Loshen Kodesh, which is Malchus, Shom Hamaskala. That's where you have this balance, the both of these sides. Shehu Bechinas HaBechira, which is the whole concept of free choice. Ve'ikar Hamaskala, hu Bechinas Eitzadas, Kemevor Shom. And as Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likut Imran, the main the main Bechira, 
this, the main battle between these two sides of the scale is <coughs> by the Eitz Hadas. Shehu lekan or lekan, which can go to this way or to that way. V'alkein hayayin shubachin ha-seitz hadas, tzorech l'shomer emoid afilu minigiosom, and this is why wine, which we explained, is like the Eitz hadas, it can go either way, we have to guard it, even from their touch. Ki tekev kishenoigen boy, nichra alehem, v'azai nifsal, because the moment a non-Jew touches wine, it gets pushed over to their side on the set of scales, and then it becomes forbidden. Because the Gemara tells us that Esav and Yaakov are compared to two people on two sides of a seesaw. When this one goes up, the other one is automatically going down. As, as Rashi points out on the Pasuk, one nation from the other nation will strengthen itself. Meaning these two nations can't be working side by side. They're opposite each other. And then wine, which is das, because we said if a person is zoiche, the wine expands their thinking. When they touch it, it becomes like the sukkah, the residence of Dovid HaMelech, which has fallen. And Rabbi Nisal refers to this also in chapter 29 in the Kutumran, when he speaks about epilepsy, when he speaks about a sickness where the person suddenly falls down, Rachman The person has a, an episode and they suddenly fall down. And Rabbi explains over there in chapter 29 of the Kutumran, that what causes this to happen when the blood rushes, when the blood rushes and presses the brain, it causes this, this effect of the malchus taking a fall, as Rabbi Nezal writes about this in chapter 29 in Likut Imran. And this is the concept where we speak about a member of these 70 nations touching the wine. They, these nations, represent the bad blood, the tummy blood. And when they become strong, the noigin bahayayin, and they touch the wine, the wine we said is like the brain, the das. So when these damim roim, when these bad bloods, these non-Jews, when they touch the brain, the wine, azai nifkam then the wine becomes damaged, the brain becomes damaged, and it causes a fall. sukas dovid the words Sukkas David, the word David here is spelled with a Yud, but it's very, very rare that you see it with a Yud. It's usually spelled without a Yud. The word Sukkas David without the Yud is Bigimatri of 494, plus the two words, it's 496, which is Malchus. 
the term Sukkah's David is used to represent the Malchus of Kedusha. V'chein mashma midivrei Rabbeinu Shom, Rav says, if you study chapter 29 in the Kutimran, you'll see Rabbeinu Zal seems to imply shepegam hayayin hu bebechina sukkas dovet hanoifoles, that when wine is being misused, when wine is being drunk in an improper way, it's in the category of this sukkas dovet that has fallen, the malchus taking a fall. Bechinas pegam malchus dovet. Shehu bechinas admoini, bechinas yayin odon. Dover HaMelech is this redness, this red wine. V'alkein Dover HaMelech olav HaShalom shu bechinas malchus digdusha. And therefore, Dover HaMelech who represents the Holy Kingdom, bechinas kois shel brocha. He is associated with the cup of wine of blessing. The Gemara speaks about in the future, when Mashiach comes, Hashem is going to make a magnificent banquet for all the tzaddikim. And then at the end of the banquet, they're going to want to see who's the one to lead the Birchah Samozayim. Who's going to be the one to hold that cup of wine and lead the Birchah Samozayim. And Hashem is going to go down the line. He's going to offer it first to Avram Avinu. And Avram Avinu is going to say, I can't do it. I had a son, Yishmoel. He's going to offer it to Yitzchak. Can't do it. I had a son, Esav. Yaakov Avinu, I can't do it. I married two sisters. Moshe Rabbeinu, can't do each one until he's going to come to Dover HaMelech and Dover HaMelech is going to say, Li Noel Levorech. It's very appropriate that I be the one to lead the Birch HaSamozin, to hold the Kois Shel Bracha. as it says in Tehillim, Kois Yeshuois Esa. I lift up this cup of salvations. Al-Kein Omar, and now we understand why Dovod HaMelech said that throughout my life, Kepesha Beini Ubein Hamoves. There was like a, a hairline between me and death. I was always in danger and jeopardy because he's the Malchus, which is the, the closest thing to the Sitrachra, the closest thing to falling out. Ukamashikosov, Kimat Shochna Dumonafshi. Duma, the angel appointed over Gehenim, almost took my soul. Kishom hu hamaskala, because it's over there by the Malchus, that's where the main test is, that's where the balance is. The Malchus is the bottom of the Kedusha, and right above the Sitrachra. And the Sitrachra is always trying to attack over there. We have the Posuk Ragleho Yordois the feet of the Kedusha, the bottom, bottom level of the Kedusha, which is the Malchus, is the most vulnerable one to Moves, to death, to the Sitrachra. Kishom hamaskelo shetzorich lishmor atzmoi bekechut hasaira mimaga hasitrachra. And therefore this Malchus has to guard itself tremendously, even from a hairline, that, that slightest touch of the Sitrachra, Shehem Hashivim Umois, which are these 70 nations, Kedei Lahachriya Hamishkol Alakadusha, in order to switch the balance, in order to tip the scales to the side of Kedusha. Vialkei Nikro Yen Nesech, and this is why the Gemara uses this terminology when it speaks about wine of a non Jew or wine that was touched by a non Jew, it calls it Yain Nesech. <clears throat> because the word Nesech we find also is defined as Malchus, kingdom. Kamashakosuv, me oilam nisachti. 
you from 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 always you 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 made me into royalty. And when the wine becomes damaged by their touching it, then it becomes yein nesech bechinas malchus de sitrachra. Nesech is malchus. It's still malchus, but it's the wrong malchus. Vechein lehepech bigdusha. Whereas we find when wine was used in the Beit Samikdash, the pasuk who bechinas haseich nesech sheichor lahashem. There, the term nesech is associated with Hashem. The malchus is associated with holiness. Someone mentioned recently the question, what if it's a closed, a completely closed bottle and a goy touches it, then it doesn't become damaged. It's only if the bottle was opened. However, it's important to note that there are some poiskim, there are some rabbis that write that if it's wine that's not mevushal, that has not been pasteurized, a goy looking at it can cause harm. The ra'ayin that we're speak, speaking about here. And I, I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, at when the, the times when he had wine that was not mevushal, he would keep it in a paper bag. So that in case a person came into the house, a non-Jew or a Jew who is mechalel Shabbos befarhesia, a Jew who doesn't observe Shabbos, a Jew who desecrates the Shabbos openly, they drive a car on Shabbos, etc., etc., that person has the same status as a non-Jew regarding this halacha. Any questions, please? A question, is wine the concept of chachma das of malchus versus the, the chachmas of the other nations? Or is it malchus? Which is it? It seems to be both of these. The answer is on a technical level, on a real complete technical level, we have to see in the Sifrei Kabbalah exactly what it says. But in the Sifrei Hasidus, throughout Likutei Maran and Likutei Alochis, wine is associated with both. There's a Pasuk in Megillah Sester where it says, Ve'yein Malchus Rov Kiyad HaMelech. The royal wine was plentiful at the banquet that Achashverosh made, wine was available for everybody. So wine is definitely associated with malchus, which is this redness, dover amelech, all of these connections. And at the same time, wine is, as the Gemara says, wine is called tiroish, tehei roish. It's either the person is zoicha teroish, expanded consciousness, or tehei rosh, or the brain, a lack of brains, a total confusion and befuddlement to the brain. So wine is definitely in both arenas, in the arena of Malchus, in the arena of Chachma, Moichen of Kedusha. I, I remember hearing that, that the word Yayin is Bigimatria 70. Yayin is associated with the seven Yuds in the two names of and Sog. In Hashem's name, Yud Kevavke, which has four letters, those four letters correspond to the four Miluyim of Yud Kevavke. Yud Kevavke, when you fill out each letter as a word, Yud Vav Dalet, Hey Yud, or the Hey could be spelled Hey Hey, or the Hey could be spelled Hey Aleph. There are four Miluyim of Yud Kevavke, which are which correspond to the four letters. The first two letters of Yud Kevavke, the Yud and Hey, we always say represent Chachma and Bina. So therefore, Av and Sog represent Chachma and Bina. Those two names of Hashem. 
Those two names have seven yuds in them. Yud Vav Dalit is one. Hey Yud is a second Yud. Vav Yud Vav is a third Yud. Hey Yud is a fourth Yud. That's four Yuds. And Sog is Yud Vav Dalit. Hey Yud Vav Vav Hey Yud. It has three Yuds. Those. That's where wine gets its brain power. That's why we bring in the Shabbos. We bring in Yontif at a wedding. All of these occasions when the brains, when the neshama is being elevated, Shabbos, Yontav, the neshama Yaseira, at a wedding, the, the, the person, the husband who started out as a half a person, a plaguf, is becoming Odom HaSholim, whole new moichen. The kala goes around the husband seven times, many, many associations to show this elevation of the moichen. That's why there it's a mitzvah to drink wine. Uh, but again, the right quantity. Is a, a, it's, it's a very sad and sorrow, sorrowful situation today that in the world, and including in the religious world, there are people that don't learn Likuti Alachis, they don't learn Likuti Imran, they don't realize how fragile, how delicate this wine is. Wine is like nitroglycerin. You move it the wrong way, and there's a nuclear explosion. A person misuses wine, and it's extremely destructive. It can lead, it's one of the things that can lead most easily to pegama bris, to a person saying the wrong things, doing terrible, terrible things. We should be zercher, those that are parents or rabbis or teachers of any, to teach our children and our friends the specialness of wine so that people will not make a mistake, Rahman al-Islam, at a wedding, at a kiddish clubs, these things, which are the opposite of authentic Judaism, and, and have disastrous effects. Halacha Beis, Rav Zal begins, Ki isa b'maymar posach Rabbi Shimon, b'likuti harishon, simen samach. In chapter 60, in the first half of Likuti Maran, Rabbi Nezal tells us, Shalidei sipurei maisiyas, me'oirin me'hashena. Rabbein Azal said, contrary to what people say, that if you want to put someone to sleep, you tell them a bedtime story. Rabbein Azal said, I say the opposite. When someone is asleep spiritually, and you want to wake them up, one of the best ways to do it is with the right kind of a story. Stories can inspire and motivate people. Ki yesh Rabbein Azal says there, there are people who sleep through life. There are some people who fall into this type of sleep as a result of eating improperly. We know that eating is supposed to energize you. It's supposed to wake you up, give you energy in it. That's only if a person's eating properly. If a person eats the wrong foods or eats improperly, it has the exact opposite effect. It weakens the person, makes them tired and asleep. The story in the Navi of Sisra, a general of the Goyim who is powerful, very, very strong physically. And, and all the, the, the Navi says he was running for his life at one point. And Yael, a very righteous woman, invited him into her tent. And he came in and she said to him, here you're safe. She knew exactly how evil he was, how many people he had murdered and killed. And, and he said, please give me water, drink, he's thirsty. So she gave him warm milk and, and, and cheese and wine. 
and, and through those things, she, she tired him, made him more tired, and he fell into a deep sleep, and she was able to kill him and to save the Jewish nation at the time. Rabbein Azal says, just like in the physical world, there are foods which tire a person, which make a person tired and sleepy, and there's the opposite. There are foods that energize a person. So too, within the realm of spirituality, there are foods that have not yet been refined so that they're kosher for a Jew to eat. And the Jew can use that food to strengthen themselves to do good things. And therefore they have the opposite of a good effect on the person. They put the person asleep, spiritually. They cause the person's brain to become weakened. The person loses their ability to think clearly. And we know that the, the wisdom, the knowledge of a person is referred to as the light on the face of the person. And a Jew is supposed to draw this light of the face, this, this knowledge and wisdom from the 70 faces of the Torah, the 70 interpretations which are called Shivim Ponim of the Torah. That's the real sleep. When a person's brain takes a, a nosedive, when a person isn't thinking properly and clearly, so the person loses their face, that light in the face, the chachma, shehu hadas that's the real life of the person. Bechinas, as the Pesach says in Koheles, ha-chochma techaye ba'aleha. Chochma gives life to the one who possesses it. People who don't have chochma of Kedusha, they're not living, they exist. Like an animal exists. The term life in Judaism means intellect, chochma of Kedusha, awareness and knowledge of Hashem. The, so, the, so one of the ways that a person loses this chachma, loses this face, is by eating improperly. And there, there could be a person who loses, all, loses contact with all 70 faces of the Torah. Which, which is similar to the concept of a person falling asleep for 70 years. 70 years is referred to as the life of a person. Ayin Shom, look over there in chapter 60 on the Kutimran, where Rabbein Azal elaborates on this. Validei Sipurei Maisius, and through the right kind of stories, Mo'erin Menashena, we wake people up from their sleep. Ve'yesh Sipurei Maisius, Shehein Bechinas Bekerev Shonim, Rabbi Nassau explains there, there are two levels of stories. There are recent stories, stories of recent times, Bekerev Shonim, Ve'yesh Sipurei Maisius Shel Shonim Kadmoniois. And there are ancient stories, stories of long, long ago, 
שהם גבוהים למעלה מכל השבעים פונים של התורה. These ancient stories are a higher level spiritually than all 70 faces of the Torah, all 70 levels of the Torah. שכל השבעים פונים מקבלים משם. All 70 interpretations of the Torah, all 70 faces of the Torah, receive from this level above them, which is the Sipure Maistis Mishonim Kadmoniyos. And Rabbein Azal explains over there in the Kutimran that when a person is in a deep sleep spiritually, when a person has become disconnected from all 70 connections to the Torah, we need to tell that person stories and we need to, in those stories are hidden these 70 faces of the Torah and Rabbi Nassau gives three reasons there why we have to do this, why we have to hide the light of the Torah. We have to hide it in these stories. Rabbi Nassau compares it to a person who's been living in dark, like when a person is sleeping for a long time and you suddenly turn the lights on them, the light blinds them. They shut the light, I can't see. Because when a person's in that darkness, you can't show them light in an obvious way. You have to cover the light, hide the light of the Torah in these stories. This chapter of Likuti Maran, chapter 60 in Likuti Maran, is one of the shiurim that Rabbein Azal gave on a Rosh Hashanah. It's one of the major, major productions in Likuti Maran. Ten pages or so, incredible, incredible revelations that Rabbein Azal reveals in that Torah. And Rabbein Azal spoke with... That, the, that summer, Rabbein Azal began telling these stories, Sipur Emaisius, and when Rosh Hashanah arrived, that's when Rabbein Azal told this chapter on Likut Imran, which sheds tremendous light on this concept of stories, these types of stories, and is also, that chapter on Likut Imran serves as a major clarification of the first story in Sipur Emaisius, the story of the lost princess. And Rabbein Azal said, he wanted these stories written down in Yiddish, besides the Hebrew, besides the standard Hebrew language, which most of our Sforim are written in, he wanted these stories to be written in Yiddish also, to be available for women. In those days, during Rabbi Nezal's time, the religious women in Eastern Europe knew Yiddish better than they knew Hebrew. They didn't know, there weren't schools, there weren't base Yaakovs or other schools, base brachas and base everything for women. Women weren't educated so much in Torah, but the language that they spoke was Yiddish. And Rabbi Nassau said he wanted these stories of, written in Yiddish so that if a woman was having difficulty in having children, by reading these stories, this would bring about Pekina Sakoros. And Rabbein Azal in that chapter on the Kutumran has a whole paragraph, major paragraph, explaining the connection between these stories and a woman being able to give birth, to bring children into the world. A question, what is this food that's not mevurah and causes spiritual sleep? Rabbein Azal gives an example in the Kutumran of foods that are off limits to us that those foods that are not kosher, some of them, the reason is because they are not mevurah enough for us to be able to eat. I, I believe it's written that chazer, 
the term chazir, which we call P-O-R-K, we don't even say the word, usually. The, the Gemara, when it speaks about it, it refers to it as davarachar, something else. It doesn't want to use the word. One of the reasons why it's called by this word chazir is she'lachzer, that it's going to return, that in the future it's going to become kosher. Now it's not, because it's not mevorer. And this could refer to also foods <coughs> that are animal food, foods that are generally served to animals, that a human being is not supposed to eat those, those foods, if it's reserved, if it's designated for animals. Foods that haven't, been, that haven't been cleaned enough, haven't been cleansed enough, all these types of things where it's not mevor, either spiritually or even on a physical level. Questions, so all kosher foods cannot cause spiritual sleep? The answer is probably yes, unless it's eaten or drunk at the wrong time. We spoke yesterday, we mentioned yesterday in passing sort of, that Shabbos and Yontif are special holidays and the Torah defines a holiday, a, a Jewish celebration as Bosor and Yayin, meat and wine. And even though this is not generally accepted, I'm not, I don't hesitate to say this. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, Zechren of Rocha, followed opinions that say that a Jew should not eat dairy on Shabbos, that eating dairy or drinking coffee with milk on Shabbos is lowering, in a sense, the holiness of Shabbos or the holiness of Yantif. With the exception of Shavuos, we said Shavuos morning, there there's a special reason why we have dairy. Any other questions, please? Question in the chat, what, what he's core calling refined here is not what they refer to in the English language as refined. Refined here is being used in the term purifying, to purify something, to take out the negative elements. Here again, we're living in a cuckoo world, an upside down world, where today refinement means getting rid of, taking out, extracting all the healthy stuff from the food, to make sure to only leave the unhealthy stuff, the stuff that makes it addictive and harmful, etc. That's how they define, but the term mevurar here refers to purifying, removing the negative, the bad from the food. That's what it means. We'll hold it over here for now. Rav Nassar is gonna give once again incredible insights on this topic in this halacha. And then we go on to Halacha Gimel and Dalit also. Beautiful insights on this topic. We should be zeuched to Yayin HaMesameach. We should be zeuched last night we had a wedding of one of our very, very close friends and members, Eliezer Danish, married off a daughter last night. The fact that we're learning these topics, we extend the bracha to that couple and to the couple of tonight and to all Jewish couples and to all of Klal Yisrael to be zeuched to Yayin HaMesameach to be zeichet, to celebrate simchas, and, and to the final wine, Yayin HaMesameach, with the Gula Shleimah, Bimheir Amen, Amen. 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 Thank you, Rabbi Nassim.